So we're going to do this like a real podcast, and we're just going to roll into this one. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome, every Elevate Your Grind, everybody. We have Doug Kolig here. Uh, Doug has been on the show before. Doug Kulig. Kulig. Well, we're not starting over. I'm just going to say that I'm an idiot, and I don't get anyone's name right ever. Doug Kulig. All when good. All good. That's right. I still have you on my phone. It's Doug Boveda. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Then I found out your last name, and then I just, I'm not changing it. You can't change jobs. So tomato, tomato. I really don't. Yeah, you can't. You can't change jobs at all. Um. So the reason that we're having Doug back on, because obviously he's nobody important, is no, I kid. Um. Doug has recently gone through the Gangier training, and that is something that I'm very, very interested in. I know Ricky has gone through it. A lot of other people have gone through it. It's been featured on the Today Show. I remember when it was launched, we actually had Max Simon on this podcast to talk about it. And that is that has become the lost episode because we didn't. It was the first episode I think I did with this Mac, and when I put it on the view, it only recorded Max. It didn't record me at all. Oh, so I would be terrible. going on these rants, terrible. and Max would just be sitting there staring at me, and I just didn't want to put that out for him. So I think we put it out as audio only. But uh, you know, so the Ganjier program has not really been featured on this man. How uh, how was that? Give us a little, you know, insight. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. I'll tell you that. I'll start with it's a it's a, a week it up very, in Humboldt, right? Uh, it actually starts back uh, at back at the homestead. Okay, There's about thirty six hours of online training. Damn, about, that's I more than traffic court. Yeah, it's ten different tracks. Okay, um, ranging from cultivation to um, harvest, all the way to cure, then down to different kinds of uh, methodologies for concentrates, and you pretty much seed to sale, right? Okay. Uh, from the uh, understanding cannabis standpoint. Interesting. So I want to start here because I think is to get a good idea of this training, you, I would say, you know, obviously we're friends. You were pretty educated on cannabis prior to going into this. Like you were, you very much know terpenes, especially with the job at Boboda with the humidity levels and everything else. You're always going to grows, whether it's a hemp grow or a cannabis grow. Right. So would you say like you were, Compared to the average person in the industry that you were an educated, you were pretty educated on cannabis. Definitely educated. I mean, I have a background in cannabis, you know, like I talked about before. I mean, I've done everything soup to nuts just to uh, understand as much as I can. Okay. Um, I consume cannabis on a daily basis. I submit myself into the community as much as I can. So, yeah, my understanding is more than just the, the entry level uh, All right. medical patient as you would. So were the other people that were up in the class with you, would you say they're on your level or was there anyone who was lesser? Yeah, that was a pretty cool part about the class. We had 18 students at one time all in the class and uh, everyone had some similar former fashion, maybe grower, broker, middleman. Uh, Got it. Traditional market experience. Uh, or or just been consuming around the plant for you know ten plus years. Okay, I would say that's a commonality. It's probably the decade of plus experience. All right, so we'll get to that week eventually. So you got to start at home, thirty six hours of online training, and how is how is that structured? You said ten programs. There's a lot of just watching videos and answering questions. Are you supposed to be doing stuff like? Do you need your own product to go through it? I'm no, assuming, it was... I'm assuming you're probably rolling a joint while it's going on anyway. I just don't know if that's part of the course of it. That's <laughs> your own you know extra uh, study. Yeah, yeah, that's just you know what helps helps for me um to stay focused i'm absolutely i'm hyperactive all the time can't catch me without talking um but yeah it's just let's call us let's let's be honest here who 
has the ability to sit down and watch an online video they're forced to watch. You know, that's you don't cool you part. might end that's, up enjoying no, 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 it. No, 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 that's the cool part is it wasn't, you know, forced. I signed up for this thing on my own. Uh went Correct. Went, went out to I, I sought it out and it's something I'm super passionate about, right? Yeah. It's cannabis, the plant. And now so, it just looked like a dick saying you were forced to watch it. No, Great. it's cool. It's cool. It's just my show. You're supposed to make me look good. <laughs> you know, it it was really fun for me to go up about it another way. I've never really put my hands in the soil, never really grown a plant for my own um, cannabis plant. That is. Yeah. Um, well, this is the first time it's structured for like a classroom type right. environment. Yeah. The only other way would be to fly out to the West Coast from the East Coast and submit myself in a lifestyle that I wasn't comfortable doing um, and so on. So, yeah, from that standpoint, it was really nice. Uh, I got to do it after after everyone went to bed, spend a couple hours in the garage uh, watching videos and trying to grasp as much knowledge, take as many. It's the first time I've really taken notes, man, in probably yeah. 15 years. Handwritten? You're a handwritten note guy? Handwritten notes. Well, handwritten notes on what was going Yeah, I wasn't using the computer because I was watching videos. Um, I have a journal. I have a freaking book now. It's like this thing mm -hmm. of That's cool. stuff, which is cool. And then after every – in those 10 logs or 10 – whatever you want to call them groups, there was probably between 10 and 15 comprehensive videos ranging up to a 30 question analysis test See, at the end that you needed to get like a 90% on. So you, I assume that you have to pass that test to even be eligible to go out to home then. Well, yeah, you have to be able to pass the first one to go to the second one. It's chronologically go uh, all the way down. And then once you get through there, you schedule the Humboldt uh, got training. It. So it's a self-study. You take at your own pace whenever you get to a point where you can master it. And then when you get to that point, that's when you're allowed to go out to Humboldt and finish your education. Huh? Yep. And they only allowed so many people to sign up for the course in the given year. I think July yeah. 1st, they had a hard cut and anyone has to, anyone that wanted to do it afterwards would be in 2023. Oh, yeah. I, I think I told Max that if I ever wanted to do it, I would just fake a podcast up there. I just leave a microphone on while I was going through the class and pretend I was filming it. So this way I can get in early. These are the tricks you learn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, no, man, it, yep. it, it sounds incredible. The, the self-education part, like I feel like a lot of like, again, people talk to me about this. I, I don't have a deep background in cannabis, right? Like my, my background in cannabis started when I really just started my, my true passion for cannabis started in 2015 in the legal industry, going into a dispensary for the first time. Like, you know, it's funny. I'm sure you've watched Grandma's Boy, the movie, a hundred times. I, one of my favorites. And the scene where Dante is there and he's like, all right, I got the Frankenstein shit. I got the deer shit. Yeah. And he's like, bro, just give me a bag of weed. I was that guy until I went to a dispensary for the first time. I had guys, if you will, they're like, this is uh, the fucking hulk and this is gorilla glue and this is and like a lot of the strains obviously that i know now are mainstay strains but i remember until i went into the dispensary i just didn't care just give me weed and i would recognize though that there would be certain times where i would smoke and i'd be energetic and creative and happy and have a good time and i could be in a social situation there are other times where i just wanted to like chill and like disconnect and I couldn't be in a social situation. I would get like anxiety being in one and be like, everyone's smoke. So I, I never really put much thought into why that was happening. Yep. Right. And then I go into a dispensary and they start, which even I'm sure you can go into which are defunct terms, sativa indica at this point and go into what those effects are supposed to be like. That's when it really started pulling me in. So like this course that you've taken and your education is so intriguing to me because it's 
I feel like I know a lot when I talk to the average person, but I feel like I know nothing when I talk to you. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say that. So you're pretty educated in what, what you know about cannabis. Well, see, this is the it's, point of the podcast it's supposed to make you look good. No, I appreciate <laughs> I, No, I, I appreciate it. But you know, that's, that's what it it's all about, right? It's one's unique experience. Yeah. Uh, I can say that I knew a lot going into a dispensary or what I thought was a lot going into a dispensary, but really understanding, you know, what drives the experience, yeah. the terpene, uh, you know, what, what terps really hit well with your endocannabinoid system. Right. And then driving that thoughts process, which most people think about it today is I want the highest THC possible uh -huh. is, is getting away from that. Um, and what I thought was the best smoke, may not be the best smoke and mm -hmm. uh trying to get on a on a trail of saying oh well you have to have white ash and maybe white ash isn't the uh isn't the best yeah or you know it's what you put in the plan at the end and there's all these common think... th themes that again it goes down to personal experience you may you may like the white ash and chase that and that's completely cool you might chase thc because that's what's going to get you highest fastest yeah. but you know there's a like i said there's a lane for everyone and it allowed me to open up my mind a little bit from that standpoint and see that quality is really what you're chasing so, at the end of the day. Anything for me above like 33 at this point, I don't really enjoy it as much as I do. Do you anymore. think you're really getting 33 though? Def, I don't know, but there have been some that have tested. Maybe they're, I don't whatever they list is like between 33 and higher. Right. And I'll smoke them and like, oh, I'll be stoned for like, six hours and i just you know for me for some reason it's always been i know we're kind of detracting from the main thing but no, that's always what we do here the higher the thc content i don't get any more stone sometimes i do i get to that kind of like disconnected level but it just gets stoned for longer right so like when you have some of these and i don't even call anybody out but these florida strains that are like 13 15 17 percent like you get i get just as stoned as i do with a more higher percent maybe a little less but it goes away a lot quicker it goes away like right, 20 25 minutes like yeah some but sometimes half. but sometimes that's good like sometimes like i got stuff to do later that i really need to focus on that i can't combine it with and i can just smoke before kind of relax do my thing put my thought process into it maybe it's like a networking event or it's a, a sales pitch meeting where i need to really be sharp and have my my thoughts come quickly to me right Cause that's when I, when I smoke, I'm not saying that it deters me. It depends on what I'm doing when I need to be creative, when I have time, when I can put thought into it and I can really need to sit with my thoughts and work them out. Weed is an enhancer, but when I'm in a certain, like a negotiation and I need to be quick and I need to think fast, that's the one time in a professional setting where I absolutely don't think I can smoke. So, yeah, I mean, the THC thing again is for me, it's, it's not the real, what i'm what i'm really attracted to it's it's yeah. the terps and i'll what'd you think about that jay i thought the jay was great okay 14 I 15 percent thc that was the 14 15 percent and it's awesome and dominant the first oh, we're gonna get into that yeah. so the first thing that i noticed um when i noticed that for the first time is you got me some 710 labs um real good 710 labs is that skittles and zwats and it was 16 17 percent right and it got me ripped and it was awesome it fucking bangs another one that i got was a uh 
So going back to this indoor outdoor debate, man, we we talk about a lot of different things here. Let's go. I um going, I learned a lot with within. I'm telling you, within the Ganjir program, to go back to the course, it really intertwines all of this. So this is the experience as as we've been doing Heisman, and I've been going to California uh, a couple months ago, six months ago. I was out in San Francisco. It's fucking dump, by the way. It was like I am legend out there. But you know, I had a day off, and how do I spend my day off? doing my job actually i went to 14 different fucking dispensaries because I, I love going to dispensaries and seeing what they have and i went to one i think i've told i don't know if i told this story i must have because we had jesse channel on the show i went to um oh what's the fucking name of it i can't think of it it's a great dispensary in san francisco it's owned by columbia care now i couldn't believe it and they have all the products out on the shelves like you just so, you get like a basket and you just walk around and the bud tender walks with you and they had and they they have an outdoor section they have a mixed light section they have a pure indoor section there's pre it's it's a phenomenal store it's laid out i'm so mad that i can't think of the name of it right now because i really want to shout them out but it'll come to you i mean i'll probably look it up once i'm done smoking this thing but they had a um an outdoor brand and it was, it was super cheap like i don't know like 20 bucks for an eighth and they had a jack cake and you know that i like jack and I'm like, this is a great, a great down the middle hybrid. And I bought it. It was outdoor and it had like a different texture. The the buds look fuller. It looked like they had like bloom more, if you will. And I broke, first of all, it broke out phenomenally. Like it felt like more than any of the weed in there. And the the taste and the smell was nothing like I had had before. Cause I smoke a lot of indoor and it was crazy to me because everybody, my whole, my whole cannabis career is totally outdoors, garbage, outdoors, garbage. I'm like, you start to all of a sudden you take a hit of that and you're like, it changes your perspective a lot. Then you're gonna pass that thing, it went out. I know. Well, this is the problem. You know, they talk about Mr. Hit the blunt and tell your life story. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm still recording here. Well, the problem is is we're doing something <laughs> where we're supposed to be talking. So I'm having a hard time passing it. You see, Rogan does it pretty well. I'm not at that level yet. Fucking guy only smokes loaded cos beautiful i love those things don't get me wrong it's like my favorite thing in the industry it's all he smokes though yeah i mean i i thought i only loved indoor for a really long time same for a really long time i mean like probably the last 15 years that i've been smoking cannabis um and i went and spent a week in humboldt and yeah i've had fresh weed before from an indoor you know yeah. right out of cure yeah. let it cure for six months the whole nine but i got some really fresh fresh outdoor full sun full term really really good then i had a chance to, to you know go to a farm tour through the grand program which is pretty cool so let's circle yeah, let's back, back to that because yeah, yeah, so I'll you you complete the course you fly out to humble and it's seven days five days so we're you sleeping in a yurt <laughs> so we're two so we're two days on the hill um up past Garberville. It's pretty awesome. I've never been up in that area. And, Where are you flying to? Uh, I flew into Santa Rosa. So Santa I flew Rosa, in this okay. little airport. Uh, it's probably from the front door of your house to the back here. It's okay. the entire airport. Uh, I had to walk off the plane, which I don't ever get to do very often. I felt like a celebrity. Um, drove three hours up to Garberville. Got a, got a hotel the first night before it started. And then day one, I did. I stayed up in the mountain. It was pretty awesome. I stayed in Project a, Cannabis. Stayed in a little cabin. Sorry, go on. That's all good. That oh, the dispensary. Yeah. I stayed in a little cabin. It was like a twenty by ten. 
I don't know if you want that. I do. 20 by 10, zero electricity, couple little battery operated lights on a really soft bed. And I stayed there for two nights for the two days on, on site. And I chose to do my test the third day. It's not recommended with all of the crammed knowledge from yeah. the one day of assessments, one day of pallet training. When does everybody else take their test? On the seventh day? There was a... F- <laughs> I need to say that like a religious thing. But... There are a few folks that stuck around from the two days that I was there and took their tests. And then majority, probably nine or ten folks came back from previous weeks that had either stayed on the hill to, to train, go to other farms and Got it. learn more. Um, so essentially, this is at your own pace, too. You correct. just happen to have an, ec- an allotted amount of time well, and you're there with designated Yeah, yeah it's a, there's a segment of the year that they t- make it available. And then for me, coming all the way from the East Coast, it's time and money, baby. It is. I got two kids at home that didn't want me gone for two days. And so, you know, I took yeah. the entire time out there and just did the course. And um, as luck would have it, I got my certification. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was dope. But so going back to arriving in Humboldt, it was really awesome. I got to meet with uh, four of the four of the ganjiers that set the course up that mm-hmm. did the whole thing. Um we did day one of class, and it's basically a palate training, uh, understanding your palate, understanding what flavor is, understanding terpenes, what your nose and your olfactory senses really do for um, your body, for the experience. I said this whole thing's about an experience. Um, so how do they, do they like, take so like for like limonene, do they like give you like a citrus and tell you to match it to the joint or like how, how do you train your palate? Because I think that's really where I struggle with and candidly, I don't know. I feel like I've had like a lifelong sign. I looked at my nose the other day and I think I remember a specific fight in college where I remember where I think it actually got broken, but it broke like so slightly that I didn't notice it. So I've had a problem smelling. Can't smell shit. No, I, I'm terrible with that. So like when, um, when yeah, when I got yeah, COVID, did. like use your sense of smell. I'm like, I haven't had that in years. So my point I being meant, is I meant to bring it so I could leave it right here just as a little shout yeah, out to them. Because I don't it's a terpene palate training kit and they're cannabis terpenes. Okay. Um you smell, smell it? yeah, it's smell them, smell some coffee, smell them again, smell some coffee, smell another one, smell some coffee, and kind of train your nose to where you are. And then it's also, you know, user user experience okay. and understanding. I guess it's not it's objective, right? So it's not understanding what someone else smells but what you smell and then you know once you do it enough times you kind of get in line and so it's it's almost like when when we talk about how it's a personal experience everybody the education really is not to get to the point where you've mastered something that you can recite or recall from memory but really where it's more like a doctoral thesis to where you know you have enough information that you could defend what you're saying with logic and I don't even right. know if that's how you get your doctorate, just what they make it seem like in movies. But to the point where you're just knowledgeable enough where someone can but you'd be like, I smell this and I taste this. And as long as you can put together the argument, if someone doesn't just like you, that's where you have that Gangier training. Yeah. And then so we have this SAP app that was uh, written up by these guys and it's pretty dope. So if I wanted to grade a flower right now, um, there, there's an it's using there's an you guys attempt. to collect data i get it yeah <laughs> to collect data to collect data and then there's brands out there um like heisman uh-huh. that are looking to use a ganjir yep ganjir assessment on their bags okay. in the state of california um are you gonna be our ganjir no so on here you'll Do see you there's our bags no nah, cool? nah, i mean 
I guess the person like a notary that stamp? I guess the person that does the assessment would be the one that could sign them. I think it'd be cool if assessment. you had like a notary stamp where it's like Doug Doug did this and it's on the bag. Go ahead. I'll send you my mailing. Address. I think it'd be cool as shit. Max, you should do that for the Ganges. They should have a stamp like a notary that they get to the stamp each bag with or see. And I left my loop in the car too. Oh. Uh, we got a really cool GIA certified uh diamond cool. loop just to for the appearance and then you have your olfactory for the aroma then the flavor is your linguistic and then the experience and inside of each one of those there's 15 different rubrics on what you want to grade so it comes out with an overall score and that's what these guys are going to do to share with the end consumer that can only look at a bag or look at a picture online as to what the brand is selling they can actually have like this flower here that pancakes uh, that i got from sunnibus up in humble humble county I would say that it has like allegedly. A, I mean, I met the grower. How about that? <laughs> uh, like a tech techie weed is what I would categorize it as. Okay. My feet feel locked to the floor, but I'm able to have a great conversation. I'm moving. I still feel like I'm out of my mind uh, in, in certain ways, meaning I'm just like ready to go. Let's have a long conversation. Okay. But I'm sitting like very, very relaxed. Very. Yeah. Uh, so going into this, you were very, we, we established that you're very educated. What are some of the things that you learned that you might not have known before or things that maybe change your, I mean, I know you change your perspective on, on the origin of the weed and the attributes of the weed. And I think that's something the, the whole industry needs, but from an education standpoint, just something about the plant itself that you might not have known before that you were able to figure out by taking this course. Mm. So just like they have in wine, how they grade wine through Appalachian. Uh -huh. Um, how they're starting to apply Appalachian and terroir. I forget that you are a wine guy, right? So, like, you, once upon a time, that but no, no. See, this is what intrigues me: is you had this wine education that is so similar that you're able. Damn. So the terroir. No right? wonder you're so freaking smart about this stuff. <laughs> well, the Appalachian and the terroir, like yeah. in what region it was grown, and then what is in that soil that makes it special in the climate and the humidity and the wind blows in off the ocean from the West and hits this microclimate. That's, you know, ideal for cannabis and other uh, vegetative plants, the micro, I guess they call it like the web, right? Yeah. Under the soil, there's a whole other ecosystem that we have no idea about. Right. Yeah. Some people have an idea about, but I'm just learning the very high level of it. No, I mean that that's and then that's the direction that Ricky started going the with everything. Plants as crazy as like the plant needs phosphorus. So it sends signals down through the roots into the web saying it needs phosphorus. And the web says, Okay, we're gonna give you phosphorus, but we need iron or no, whatever the whatever the fucking thing is that they need. And they do kind of like an interchange at a cross section and the plant gets what it needs and the substructure underneath gets what it needs and it's this whole thing and then additional is like these organic teas and compost that uh, these farmers are making that the regenerative soil right is really cool and it's something i knew nothing about because i've been an indoor chaser for 15 years so off the beaten path again just starting to look at everything from like a thousand or thirty thousand foot view like did indoor weed become the mainstay and the more marketable one because when it comes to growing it in the black market it's easier to hide an indoor grow than an outdoor grow 
I mean, or maybe it's not, maybe it's just as hard, but is that why we've been fed or is it just stronger? Right. Because if you look at every other plant or, or consumable, a natural consumable that we see on the planet, the best ones come from the regions that they thrive in outdoors and nutrient rich soil. And here we are when it comes to cannabis, all of a sudden we're growing, like everybody's trying to get away from chemicals and processed and everything else. And we're taking a beautiful plant and not that they don't treat it well, but they're putting it in salts and it's indoor with fake led light and everything else. And, you know, are we smoking like a, a mutant plant essentially indoors? My person. And I don't mean that like yeah. in a negative way, like it's know, bad. It's sure. going to kill you. But... It's fucking gas that comes from indoors. But of course, in my personal opinion, it's just scale. And that's, yeah. you know, is it easier scale outdoor? I mean, indoor you have way more control of your scale that's true right um, more consistency more way more consistency yeah. to an extent more predictability um, yep 100 um and you can use things like you know rock ball cocoa cocoa there's a plethora of different uh mediums that you can use yeah. to grow your plants in um i'm 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 really liking to see and, and again ricky brought this to my attention obviously i see where he got it from the ganji a program is these organic living soil companies because um, no till. Yeah. Ricky has has brought me some samples of stuff and it's it's really, really good. And I've enjoyed it a lot. And uh, you know, Heisman just did the collab with Ball Family Farms and their organic living soil. And it's yeah. funny because Ball Family was definitely one of the brands that I fell in love with with one of my first trips to Canada. In California. It's good weed, man. Uh good weed. To California, I got their uh <laughs> Bruce Leroy. And it was awesome. And then, you know, to stretch, it always been telling me about the Danny LaRusso. And then fast forward, I find out that it's organic living soil. I'm like, that makes sense. Right. And then I've had some from Vegas. I've had it from Oregon and even the ones in Florida at Goldleaf, it's all really, really good. So, you know, again, like I think at the beginning of this conversation, we were talking about how everyone's chasing that highest THC percentage. Like, I think we got it as high as we need to get it in the high twenties, you know, if they're testing accurately. 15 percent you yeah. said you feel great i feel great shout out can of country farms that's number 26 number 26 number 26 those guys did, did you it get right. to try one through 25 uh no I, I i tried quite a few of them but uh yeah 26 is the jam that's okay. that and that flower right there is a year old what are you smoking pancakes pancakes sonobus all right what do i i don't even know what i have a lot of flowery stuff but i'm here. telling you Humboldt is crazy with their microclimates. That flower is a year old. How's the weather? Is it like cool? Or is it beautiful? Well, you know, yeah, different parts, different different temperatures, which is pretty dope. But everyone, you know, if you're in the bottom of a valley or if you're in the top of the hill, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. What's really dope is they have wind blowing off the ocean through the entire region. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, I'd say in the mornings, probably in the mid's it's low 50 low 50s in the mid 60s and then during the day in the 70s this time of year it's a little bit cooler i was at the end of uh summer okay getting into i guess the first week of fall it actually actually had the first rain so, when i was up there and it's terrible so you talked about getting there what was it like in the course like you know is coming orientation what do you sure we spent uh, eight hours. Uh, actually, the first day was like nine hours. We mm -hmm. did an orientation for 30 minutes, for 45 minutes. Everyone went around the room and kind of 
qualified, where you came from, uh -huh. what your interest is in there, what you're looking to learn from the course. Um, and then we went into smaller groups, each with a ganjier that was a uh, part of you instructor. Know, an instructor of the program. And we spent, it was a whole day of that. Um, and then wrapped up and I stayed on the hill that night, which is okay. pretty dope. So we had some meals, just basic meals brought in for uh, my catering company. And it was really nice for a guy like me from the city. I had no electricity. No, really? Oh yeah. It was, it was awesome. I made like a little communal kitchen and then I walked down the 200 yards and I was in a little, uh, little bunk, but it was really nice. It was no one out there. I don't know if I'm that in touch with the land. <laughs> Day two, uh, we got together and we got together really, really early. We went for a farm tour. We actually went out to Huckleberry Hill Farms, um, got a whole tour of their their site and their facility. Um, really dope. That's where. So, but I, so when you do this, it's not like the same tour you get as you're coming in from Doug is Boveda. Like they're really getting into the plants and I'm assuming the lineage. Yeah, we got, like we got to learn about Johnny and his whole career in cannabis and where it started. A lot of history involved in it too. A lot, a lot of history. You know, they've been up there for, I don't want to misspeak or anything, but maybe 50 something years up there okay. on the hill. Fam family deal. He came with his family and they did their whole deal. And yeah, they're growing some really fire flower there. Actually, I love you know live rosin and they're they're taking some stuff down right when i was there prime maturity um to take it down to wash Very so cool. it's pretty cool um it's not the same because i'm going in professionally at just i really want to see post-harvest cure storage and really just understand you know yeah. what's going on there and this is really like you said the whole lineage of how how they came to what they're doing now and what's next and then so like i'm assuming at some point like they bring in a bunch of weed and they're like all right this is what this is everybody roll some up and give us your assessment uh we didn't do that that whole part not not tried and true i mean we did tour the whole farm people could walk anywhere yeah. there's fruit everywhere and they're really really nice to let us pick off their trees and i nice. was able to eat fresh pears and huckleberries and uh that's awesome what, bunch of shit out there figs never had that, all that stuff so that was fun uh but they did bring out some white thorn rose which was a, a treat nice and they brought out some riddles which was uh the first pick of the riddles which is delicious uh you would love that it's the very daytime nice that's my thing well i mean you know just jam you know my strains i like in here i think i have jack hair thanks for there you go. That one. That's right. I've got some sour diesel in here, and then uh, it's all flowery shit. They have a strawberry sour haze that I really like too. Oh, that Jack Harry you have was actually from the Harry family. That's off oh, camera over one. here. Gotcha, yes. Gotcha. No, this one's just rolled up yeah. already from flowery. So that was. I imagine another, this one's going to be. Okay, a, so that was another uh, big perk for me. Yeah. The networking cool. piece. Yeah. For me, was huge. Um, from. You know, meet, meeting Nick Tatum, which is he's a hash washer, uh, premium hash washer. And he essentially coined the term solventless. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to sit there and pick his brain for hours. That's awesome. Uh, about something I'm super passionate about and super, you know, uh, into. And then from, you know, 
just the networking piece overall and just knowing that I have a, now I have a more expanded network within cannabis of folks that think like me, talk like me, smoke like well, me. Are you in, I mean, you don't have to go into like names or anything else or like specifics, but like what we're, uh, I'm good for now. I got to conduct this show, sir. One of us has to steer the ship. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what kind of backgrounds were some of the people in your cohort that you were with? Like, do you see a lot of people coming from like, you know, the, the staffing companies and some of the ancillary companies, do you see brands, do you see cultivators or there people trying to get into the industry legacy, That's all of it. Great question. I had no idea going into it, who was going to be yeah. in this and what kind of personalities or backgrounds or, you know, experiences with cannabis. Yeah. Um, like I said in the, earlier that most people had similar experience with cannabis, but coming from every single background and there was folks in my class that were from canada we had someone from yeah. mexico uh there's been a I, I believe there's a certified ganjir in ireland now wow from what i know i believe we have a someone from thailand that's a certified ganjir that one makes sense uh, absolutely uh, thailand's blowing up right now um i'm i'm the only florida boy okay represent on the east coast florida come on fly right six <laughs> hours through dallas but it again like i went to santa longer, rosa like and a half, but, yeah. uh, but i'm the only florida boy that's uh certified ganjir at this point today October imagine 6th. if you had a stamp and you can just go around right. stamping bags you're the uh, only one in the state every company would have to use you yep and then they uh so then they end the testing in the end of october this year just because of inclement weather and the yeah. way that the, the seasons work up there and they don't open up until may of next year Jeez. for ganjir so I got a pretty solid uh, guaranteed block on my window here to be the only Florida Florida boy to if, be Gangier. If anybody needs a certified Gangier, you can reach me at Elevate Your Grind um, on Instagram and all the other. And You still got to we'll, sign the referral. We'll work on an hourly rate for Doug. <laughs> you guys need him. Everybody needs him. He's the only one in the state. What are you going to do? Import another one? It's not trusted. We need to start pimping you out to all the MMCCs. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh yeah the networking piece again was was really dope that's awesome man it sounds like a good time too like it sounds like everybody's there just there to learn enjoy each other's company like you know it, it's weird at the because it's weird at this point as we get older and we have kids and families to go on like a retreat like this especially with strangers because we're well, already setting our that's ways what it was it was a retreat yeah. with strangers but with a lot of uh diligent work done in the front end to then come and have two days of hands-on, but hands-on that you really want to be a part of, right? It wasn't yeah. a hands-on that I got to go and do this course for two days and then I got to take a test. It, I was I enjoyed it because I was able to take my smoke break between uh, sessions between during smoking. the day. Got it. Smoking between smoking. Um, the palate cleanser strains. Dude, there's this guy that's they grind up hey, coffee hey, beans hey, in your joint. There's this guy in my class. Talk about fun jobs and where people came from. He's the R and D of a major electronic rig brand here, and what he does is he sure works properly all day. He, he goes out and procures the rosin for the R and D projects. So when they just released a little handheld recently, he went out and procured all the rosin. That's his job is to make sure that that rosin is good as they say it is for when they test their products. Talk about. If you told me when I was 16 and I was in high school that 
this kind of job existed, I would say there's not even a chance. So here's the problem, though. Like, that guy can never get away with saying, ah, fucking work was hell today. It doesn't work. Like, that's the problem that I have. It's like, you know, I come home from a four-day business trip. My wife knows stressful. what I'm doing the whole yeah. time. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is stressful. She's like, I need to watch the kids. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah. She's like, you've been out having fun for four days. I'm like, that's my... I was getting paid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what my wife said yesterday. I said, I'm going to be gone and I come back on Saturday, but I'm just going to want to relax when I get home. And she goes, wait, you're going tomorrow to do a podcast. You're going to dinner with some clients at a really nice restaurant. Then you're going to go to a 311 Cypress Hill concert on Friday with some folks. And then you're going to come home on Saturday and tell me you need a break. Um, I get I get it. I understand. I'm in hotels. I'm in rental cars. Come on. I understand. It's just funny because our industry is great in that manner. Like if you look at best lifestyles you can have professionally, it's like comedian and then like cannabis industry. And that kind of almost crosses into each other. So let's go back to Ganja for a minute. So out of 18 people that were taking the test on Friday. Apparently you're the one steering the ship. I appreciate that. Let's do that. <laughs> we needed that. 18 people that took the test, eight people walked away with the ganjir certification wow and folks traveled from like i said canada right. new york uh virginia michigan that's crazy a couple of californians there um and again not all from my week of or my two days of my class probably from my class there was of those 18 i think there was like seven or eight and then the other folks came in from a previous week or two um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, no, it's not, and, I mean, this anonymity is the name of the just... game. It's the only way I get to where I am today. But uh, there's some cannabis brand owners from across the U.S. that that messaged me the next day and said, "I'm sorry to tell you, but I didn't pass." Uh, when I was leaving on Friday, they were coming in Friday night to do it on Saturday, and it's like, holy shit! You know, I I thought I did well. I did really well in the multiple choice and i suck at taking tests man i can't i don't know, being so embarrassed to tell you what i got on my sat so i'm not gonna do it um i think i fucking convinced them i was getting in college that i wrote a good letter uh, <laughs> but i took my you know my test and if you don't pass the first test it's 100 questions you don't move on to the next one you got to get a yeah. 90 or above to pass and then you move on to um the, the last two parts of it and like i said it, it was crazy to me that these owners of these brands didn't get their certification. Yeah. Um, and I did. It was cool. Well, you know your shit, man. I mean, that's the thing. If it's something that you really love, I, I don't, it, there's never a doubt in my mind when you told me you were going out there that you weren't coming home with it. But it's interesting to hear that people who, who head up brands didn't get it. Like, you know. Yeah. I think that there's a guy in my class. It's not, I think, but the day after he got his uh, certification, he had Ganjir. You've probably seen this on yeah, the internet yeah, now. Yeah, the, the yeah he got a Ganjir tattooed right here. Um, yeah. I mean, for now, it definitely seems to be the first one that's becoming actually recognized by the industry. Like, I don't really, I couldn't even re come up with another certification that I know of in the industry that I can tell you. Like, you know how many, I don't mean this disrespectfully because I'm sure a lot of them are, but they sure. call themselves master growers and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, your resume and if you have a good resume we understand that but there's no actual like 
oh God, I'm going to sound like such a piece of shit if I said this. There could be people who have been cultivating weed for 40 years. Still not that good. They might be good at growing it, growing it at scale, yeah, getting so it out there, okay, producing they have, it. They have a lane that they're particular to. I, yeah, you know. and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. I'm just saying, I don't know if that constitutes you being a master grower just because you've been doing it for a long time. And I don't mean to say that as a hot take. That's just with anything in life. Like There are a lot of people who do something for a long sure. time and they do it average. Sure. So, you know, and I'm not saying Ganji is going to change years and years of history of legacy grow and everything else like that. And I'm nobody... They're all fucking better than me. Trust me, I'm a shithead when it comes to any of that. So I don't want to disrespect them. But it is nice when we have a professional industry here that there is some kind of stamp that says, all right, this person at least has this minimum level of knowledge that you can trust they have. So, right. Yeah, that's that's and that's just the baseline of it, right? There's a there's I th- I think there's three. I might be speaking out of tongue and there's four, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think there's three different levels to this. Uh, as well right it's not just a certified ganjir then it goes into fuck i'd be talking out of tongue if i said it but there's three different levels to it i'm just on the entry level right uh just on on the baseline of it ganjir padawan yeah for sure and will i go the distance absolutely i mean uh like i said it's i feel like at some point max is going to integrate this into the university system when he has the opportunity to so he's not a stupid businessman yeah yeah no that's definitely definitely the play uh and and getting in on the on the beginning side of it too, right? Uh, is really cool because I, I believe in it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, I'm glad that you got the certification, Doug. Man, that's awesome that you were able to accomplish that. So, how like do you have an idea of what the the course is to become a Ganjie master? I have no idea. I know that they're uh, they're finalizing the dates that it's going to be allowed and then the whole thing is going to be released uh should know by q1 of next year i think courses will become available in 2024 not a spokesperson on behalf of ganjir but um it was a really good course i mean, I mean and, and if i could say if i can make one recommendation if you're going to take the course stay on the hill and rent one of those little cabins that i rented it's the only way to submerge yourself in what's really going on up what there does everybody else do um they rent hotels in Garberville and Miranda and Eureka and drive an hour. Um, and to get up to site is like the, the road's fucking crazy. It's like six feet, eight feet wide. It's a dirt road and it goes around the side of a mountain and it goes up to this camp that was As once a, uh, mountain. yeah. Um, that was once a Taekwondo, um, something where they go train for 10 years and then have people living on site for 10 years and training to be like this master Tai Chi Taekwondo, something, some crazy shit that they had. a. And this was told to me, right? I mean, we learn this as we get up there, but the uh, main house has a pole in the middle for like the Feng Shui or the Chi or I don't know, dude, way past my pay grade. Um, But yeah, it's just, uh, it was a cool spot. So I would definitely say stay on site. Nice, man. That's a that's a smart move. Well, I think we've come to the end of this conversation, sir. Dude, thank you so much for having me on. Thank I really you. appreciate it. No, thank you for sharing the knowledge, man. I mean, I, we can get into all the terpenes and everything else, but unfortunately, the terpenes have gotten into my bloodstream. So for sure, um, and it's ex- affecting your user experience. It is. So talk to me. What are, what are we promoting? Let's let's get anything out there. If anybody wants to get in touch with Doug, obviously certified Ganji. Hey, you go through me. I'm claiming him. <laughs> um. You know, I do work professionally for Bovida. We specialize in two-way humidity control. Um, there's definitely someone in your state 
that can work with you directly. If you're a grower, cultivator, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, smoke shop distribution, we'd also love to talk to you too. And if you're just an average Joe guy like me, you can find us on Amazon, um, Marketplace. And yeah, just keep smoking. What's the Instagram? Flour. Your Instagram. My Instagram's Bova to Doug the Plug. Underscore, right? Yeah, it's when you have to do spaces on Instagram, you got to put underscores for everything. Bovida underscore Doug underscore the the plug the plug. I wasn't sure if there's was an underscore between. And then Doug Kulig on LinkedIn. All right, guys. See you next week. Thank you.